This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, it's our review of Army of the Dead. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. I love zombie movies. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I love, 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 love zombie movies. I love zombie movies in a way that is irrational. It's like, it's like if you love frosting so much that it doesn't matter how shitty of a cake you're eating you love it because it's got frosting on it if somebody puts frosting on i don't know brussels sprouts you go these are some awesome brussels sprouts because they're very full of frosting that's basically me if 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 a movie is a zombie movie i am i am all in enter army of the dead i cannot be rational about my opinion of this film because Whatever its faults, whatever its detractions, it's full of uh, corpses that are trying to eat people. So when we discuss Army of the Dead this week, I am uh, I'm like, what is it? A pig in shit, I think is the expression. That That is me. Chris and Brian, they had different opinions that were probably based on, you know, intelligence and rational thought. So this is an interesting show. You'll, you'll be presented with a film that is on Netflix right now, but it's also available in theaters if you want to see it on a great big huge screen and help the theater industry. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. It's also a bit of a, uh, a takedown on Zack Snyder himself, who is capable of some pretty awful films, let's be real. Um, yeah. That... Zombies don't really save him from that, I'm afraid. He he literally nukes the fridge in this film. A character gets into a, a, a protective structure of sorts. A nuclear weapon is detonated, and that character is okay afterwards. That is literally nuking the fridge. Plus, as Chris points out, there are numerous... Uh, Whoa, I'm not going to give away the show. Listen to it, you fool. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to okay. get into it, man. Please you do. know, <laughs> like a like a sex machine, man, moving what? and doing it. You know, whatever. Can I count you it got... off? No. One, two, your... three, four. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay. Welcome to the magnificently oh. white podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. My... <laughs> yeah. Good Lord, you got your I zombie that was... movie in my eyes flick. I oh, thought that you was... got your eyes looking at my zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's got the funk. Hey, everybody! This is the show. Uh, let's do introductions and get on with it. My name is Brian. This is Chris. This is Eric. Wow. Yeah. And he's got the funk. I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. We're discombobulated because we're doing that stupid Army of the Dead movie this week. Uh, yeah. Thanks for watching. All of those who watched Sweet, Sweet (laughs) Army of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. And we can get into it, because good Lord, I got some notes. But yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk about anything else first. Well, you know, like the normal stuff. Uh, I always do. 
and then I forget as soon as we start recording. So who gives a shit? Yep. <laughs> All right. We do that in a you segment. Know? We call the fresh shit. This shit is fresh. Oh, shit. Yes, we we do all of our our actual human talking before we start recording in what we call the pre-show. But uh, Mm -hmm. this is the fresh shit. (laughs) Yeah. As you can tell by the bumper music. Yeah. All the comic gems happen in the pre-show. And sadly, those aren't recorded. (laughs) Yeah. They're not funny. They're depressing. (laughs) They're what what 50-year-olds really talk about these days. But let's not go there. Kids and mortgages and bullshit. Yeah, that's the normal. All right, who's got some fresh shit? <laughs> I've got a little. Not a lot, but a little. Like a nugget. I've only got a little myself. All right, we got two littles and a nugget. Uh, uh, well, let me, let me start off with this, though. Did you guys read about their uh, really close to actually getting a Highlander reboot off the ground? With Henry, with Henry Cavill, with Henry Cavill from the director of John Wick. Oh God, why? Because ah, they can. Uh, which made me, my wife and I wonder, who would they get for Kurgan? Like, who would you cast for Kurgan in a reboot? Like, who could Kurgan take over Clancy Brown? Kurgan is the main bad guy, bad guy. Yeah, Dave. He's Batista? the Clancy Brown character. No, Dave see, Batista. we thought we thought Dave DeBatista, but he's a little too fuzzy around the edges because of the Drax stuff. Uh, Keanu Reeves. I don't know if he's... I don't know. We thought Mads Mikkelsen would be good. But, well, sure, know. but that's kind of that's but, kind of a go-to baddie at yeah. this point. And it's well, also you know. kind of the same baddie that he played in the Doctor Strange movie. Exactly. But if you're going to reboot a property, you might as well go full tilt and just not give a shit. <laughs> that was our thinking. So I just wondered if you guys had heard that news. That is true, because, you know, who the fuck wants a Highlander reboot anyway? Well, um, as long as they can get to the reboot of Highlander 2, the quickening, all the power to them. That's really all I want to see. But, but who plays the, the Sean Connery character? That's what I want to know. Ewan. Uh, Ewan yeah, McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Him he, or, he's, uh, he's the perfect Scotsman to play not a Scotsman. Yeah. You just, yeah, you need, like, a rando Scotsman actor. You, you, nobody else. But whatever. Who wants a franchise but- to live forever? <laughs> God. Well, I, couldn't there just have been one? Couldn't there be <laughs> yeah, only exactly. one? Yeah. I thought there was only one. What's no. The- <laughs> now there's like 700. It's one for every year that Connor McCloud has been alive. Yeah. Uh, oh, whatever. Oh, no, well, no. The Highlander multiverse. And then <laughs> the one from each universe hat comes together so that they fight each other. That that's might a, work. That's a Jet Lee movie. That's a Is Jet Li movie. Yeah, it's called The One. And it's all of his uh, timeline selves come together to, f- to fight like his evilest version of himself in some other timeline. It's, yeah. Oh, from, like, well, I thought it 2000s. was also uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Nothing is original anymore, guys. We're done. <laughs> it's true. We're done. Pack well, it up. <laughs> well, the reason I Thanks, brought... Thanks, everybody. Yeah, the reason I brought up the, the Highlander thing is because uh, this week I did just, on a lark, rewatch 1994's The Shadow with Alec Baldwin. Oh, and wow. that's And okay. that's directed by Russell Mulcahy, who also did The Highlander. And it oh. made me rem- recall... Remember, like, the early 90s when, for some reason, they thought it was a good idea, studios, I mean, to do, like action movies set in the 30s based yeah. on like like serial comics from the depression era and 
Well, that was just that was in the wake of Tim Burton's Batman, right? So anybody who had anything remotely like a comic book property, yeah, you know the the rights to it, decided to see if they could strike gold. So you had like the Phantom and the Shadow, right? And Dick Tracy, don't forget Dick Tracy. So yeah. when they stopped so. calling stories stories and started calling them intellectual properties, yeah, you know that should have been a sign. <laughs> but the Shadow is just this. Oh, it's terrible. I forgot how terrible it was. It's just so flat and it doesn't do anything. And it's like, there's no reason for it to happen. Uh, the plot is negligible. Uh, Alec Baldwin is not charismatic at all in the role. Penelope Ann Miller is not charismatic in her role. Uh, Ian McKellen is wasted as the, like the stodgy lame brain professor <laughs> Like, not taking full advantage of, or just, just drunk? Just, well, yeah, both, actually. Yeah, both. Uh, Wasted. <laughs> so it's just, it was just appallingly bad, and I sat through the whole thing, because I thought, well, I'll, I bought the ticket, I'm going to take the ride, and screw everything. You know, they, they covered that movie on uh, How Did This Get Made, and... Yeah. Funny thing, somebody, like, they, they, it was one of the live shows, so they opened it up for comments. And a funny thing, somebody brought up the knife, that magic mystical knife in that yeah, movie. Yeah, with the, with the face that eats things. Yeah. Yeah. It's the exact same knife from The Golden Child, the that's, Eddie Murphy yeah, movie. That's true. And, that's, like, and in yeah. fact, there is some talk that they are, that is an indirect sequel or prequel, The Golden Child. <laughs> oh, good Lord. And that's I guess so. there was some defense of this theory that is like horrifyingly valid. Uh, well, I mean, it, you know, whatever. I'm just glad they never made it a series. You know, I'm glad it didn't get a sequel because it's just, it doesn't deserve one. And it's astonishing because that was, that's after Baldwin did Hunt for Red October and then decided that he did not want to be the glitzy movie star. But apparently four years later, he's like, well, shit, I need a job. And so yeah. he did this turkey. It's like, oof, it's so bad. So I, bad. I, I think it was more like, okay, this was, Harrison Ford had already fucked him out of the next Tom Clancy movie, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, I guess I better get on board with some other franchise thing. He did this yeah. and said, ew, this is gross. Okay, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. That's not how I want to be a movie star. And uh, Yeah. So it's just uh, it's just so. Weird. I but guess really, without this movie, we wouldn't have the Alec Baldwin we actually like. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just, I'm still astonished at how many properties they did based in the 30s <laughs> to this day. I mean, because it's, because it's literally yeah, like cheap, cheap intellectual property rights. I'm, that's what I'm sticking with. Well, but you have, like, but oh, so many got of Flash them. Gordon. Let's, let's do stuff. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's in that realm. Well, well oh. but you had Dick Tracy. They did the Rocketeer. They did this. They did the Phantom. Uh, but at no point in time did anybody ever redo the Doc Savage movie, which is always weird to me. Because like, if there's one property from the Depression era that you would probably make into a film that would work, it would be Doc Savage. Nope. And the most unlikely one, this sounds like a joke, but of course we were there, so we know it's true. Nick Cage, Samuel L. Jackson, Amos and Andrew. <laughs> That's a real thing. They took the Amos yeah. and Andy, and they were like, how do we modernize this? Oh, you know, God. well, it's incredibly racist. Okay, let's use that to our advantage. Yeah. I think I sat through that in the theater, too. Ouch. Wow. Wow. Ouch. All right. 
So anything after the shadow, or is that your fresh hit for the week? Uh, that's pretty much it. It's been a low-key week because I've had other shit rolling. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I'll just leave it at that on a high note. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't even sit right. with a straight face. <laughs> so. I'm, I, I'm, I'm in a similar boat. I've got one movie for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went and saw the new Jason Statham Guy Ritchie film, Wrath of Man. Ooh, I hear that's not the, good. The Vengeance Oh, one. it is not. Which is <laughs> Yeah, which is uh, my wife was like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen, ever. <laughs> well, have you ever seen Revolver? I think is the, the name nope. of the one he did with, uh, what's-his-face from Goodfellas, Ray Liotta. That one no, is just an un- unintelligible god-awful mess and that's what this one sort of looked like to me wrath of man is just it's it's a it's a revenge plot it's a heist plot and it's it's just grim 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 dark 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 and like clearly nobody like has the slightest idea what women are involved (laughs) in the writing of this thing (laughs) like the women are are they, they aren't even given, you know, the few women that exist in this world, they aren't even given the, uh, the, like, indignity of being just, like, a sex object. It's just, there's just no concept of understanding women at all. It is, like, it is the most testosterone-laden piece of shit. Like, by the, even the credit sequence, the credit sequence is like this sort of, like, throwback to, to 60s or, or James Bond-type credits, and and it's just full of like these images that are just way edge lordy. And by the end of the credits, my wife leans over and says, "I think I'm impregnated after these credits. There's so much testosterone." <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe and she should just, have brought protection. That's all I'm saying. You know, Jason Statham is this guy who has reasons for infiltrating this armored car company, and the armored car company is just the most like locker roomy, sexist, gay, panicky hunk of shit you've ever seen in your life this is how the movie like tries to ingratiate itself to us and then it decides to drop all of that and just and just be dire and violent and and eh, it yeah. it, it just well, didn't it sounded work. like a it sounded like a get carter you know like the guy they killed yeah. my it, you know insert family uh member here yeah. i'm going There's to that. get all of them and i was like yeah that I was intrigued by, and then I was like, wait a minute, we are talking about the most hit or miss, hit or miss director of all time. Let's wait for somebody else to see it. (laughs) It, It's not even visually exciting, right? Like, I I do kind of expect from Guy Ritchie some some kind of visual signature, and it's not even that. It's I swore when I watched this that I'm like, oh, well, they just like gathered a couple of their buddies and went into like some abandoned part of L.A. to just shoot a movie on the guerrilla style during during COVID. But then I'm looking into it, and no, this is like a remake of a French film, and they shot it before COVID in a lot of, a lot of it, and there's just no excuse. It's <laughs> it's just. It's just a big thud of a movie. Eh. Yeah, but I agree with Eric. He's Richie, very hit or miss. Because yeah, he, yeah. The he gen- either connects with the baseball to the point that it goes like all the way out of the park, or he screams as the at the ball as it's coming through the pitch. You are a baseball. It's like one <laughs> of those two things. Yeah, I mean, because the gentleman which I watched recently is actually pretty fun. I was kind of surprised that at how good that one was considering his previous one was that 
King Arthur thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, so it's like you get this like total hill and valley, hill and valley kind of thing with him. Yeah. It's just his entire career yeah. has been like that. It's so like you weird. get rock and roller and then you get Sherlock. Yeah. You know? Rock and roller. That's the one, not revolver. Oh yeah. Rock and roller. I liked rock terrible. and roller. I, I thought that was good. I thought it well, was very standard uh, Guy Ritchie, <laughs> mind you. Well, that makes one of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I think it's, yeah, his oeuvre is very much uh, described by the Sherlock Holmes films. Because it's like one is yeah. good and one is like, what is this thing that you've done with <laughs> Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. It's like, there's no in between. And so it's like, I, just get it together, man. I, I, I feel like he's, he's a filmmaker who, is, who has a, a chosen oeuvre that he is really into, which is the 60s Italian job crime picture. And mm-hmm. then he gets self-conscious going, no, 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 I can do other films. And then he fucks up <laughs> because yeah. he can't. You know? Yeah, he, he's no you Luke Besson. And I mean, we'll get into it when we get to our main talk, but this is another movie where even even just trying to write a tight little crime drama, like the internal logic just doesn't hold up. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just some things that are like, but but what about the obvious? You know, and, and it just, yeah, anyway. That's actually, Eric. <laughs> that's what made me decide not to go see this is that in the preview, he's, you know, he's very good with guns and very shooty, which is. Mm-hmm. It's like they always make that sound like that's some kind of mystic ability. And I'm like, wait, what, what are, how come the other guys aren't really good at being shooty too? It's like, how come basically he's really good at shooting people because other people are really bad at taking cover. It's like, that's yeah. not really a skill. You know, it's like, that's going to be hard well, for me he's to really care good about at shooting people without looking at the direction of his target or aiming. He's, he's good at looking yeah. cool, posing with a gun prop on a camera. Yeah. That <laughs> and then a stuntman falls down. Oh, also all of the like CG squibs are like Sharknado levels of, of unfinished. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's nice. <laughs> right, oh, Eric, that is you got any fresh shit. If we yeah, had seriously. merch, I would totally say we need a shirt that says Sharknado <laughs> Levels of Unfinished. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, baller. I think that should be, a, that's our new tagline, honestly, for the show. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. The Magnificent, the Huge Podcast, we're Sharknado Levels of Unfinished. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, yeah, so I started watching a show on Netflix called Startup. Yeah. Anyone? Not uh, yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's very good. I have not started it up. Crime, uh, drama. Uh, okay, so it, it involves a a girl who invents a form of blockchain that is superior to any of the other blockchain currencies, though they have yet really to tell me why. A a white guy banker who wants in and ends up funding her with essentially stolen gangster money, and uh, one of the gangsters catches them and is like you know what i believe in your product i want in and so the three of them form basically a startup trying to sell a blockchain while gangsters chase them and it's actually very very good it doesn't sound good because i'm not good at i guess bottling a a a storyline but it's very tense it's actually very breaking bad in its 
mm, fear so factor. Like, you know, pe- people who have good intentions and get in over their heads, and it and it just the screws tighten. And not even entirely good intentions. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like no other options than crime. Oh, and the whole thing takes place in Miami, which is perfect because. If you know anything about Miami, you know that it's like the center of scumminess. It's like an entire skyline that was built on drug money. This this movie <laughs> says a movie. This show basically says, "Okay, all of everything you don't know. Here's everything you don't know about my uh, Miami. I happen to already know this junk." And Morgan, what's his is it ooh, what's his name? The guy um Dr. Watson from the the the, oh, the, the Sherlock Bil- series. Bilbo, Martin Freeman. Yes. Yes. He is uh, an FBI agent who basically starts the whole thing rolling because he's blackmailing somebody for a bunch of money. He's he's a he's not just a dirty FBI agent, he's fucking psychotic in the most entertaining way. Like he <laughs> he makes people uncomfortable with very few words. Oh, please, let me pull a clip. Jesus! No, 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 don't, don't stop. I can wait. Hey, honey, do me a favor. Get back on the horse. The guy is never more truthful than just after he's come, and I want complete honesty from him now, so please, suck a dick for a white man. Come on. Is, is he... Are you serious? What? Are you serious? About what? Here. Do you want to go to jail? I'm kidding. Come on. You're not going to jail. You can leave. Um, Come on, now. Let's go. But it's a part I've never seen him play before. Just somebody who is so menacing. <laughs> Yeah, you got to watch this show. So, how how many episodes are this? like how 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 much of a commitment is this thing? Uh, There's like three seasons now or something. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know what? It's like given we're still kind of in COVID times, and people have probably already watched everything on their queue if they haven't gotten to this yet. This is a good uh, uh, something to watch while you're waiting for the world to open up. Or end. What else you got All left right. on As Netflix. the case may be. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. I mean, what, are you going to watch Cobra Kai? Come on. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I did, you know, I canceled Disney a few weeks ago, but we still have yeah. it. So while we still had it, I did finish uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And Okay. I really liked it. I take it all back. I, I, I think it started bad for me because it felt like every mm-hmm. Marvel thing. Right. By the end of it, I'm like, oh god damn it! This is really kind of wonderful. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They well, they did understand why people were going to be critical of the show, and they took it head on, didn't yeah, they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I like I, that they start they started standard like any Captain America movie and then by the second or third episode we're like oh wait this is actually about race yeah relations yeah. it's like what what what, the, what are you doing Marvel it's like it's like the stuff they won't do in their movies but somehow their TV shows so far have 
delved into some very interesting subject matter. Yeah. So. And they, what I also like is I feel like they heard me in the theater say, oh, Sam's fucked if he tries to be Captain America with that super soldier serum. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And they said, basically, Eric, Eric, we know. And you're right. But here's why. <laughs> and, I'm, and I liked their response. You know, it was, yeah. it's like, okay, that works for me. Yeah. You don't need I the super my- soldier serum. You just need a flying jetpack. Yeah. I think my favorite moment in that entire show, though, was when the, the Wakandan Navy SEAL team, whatever they're called, uh, like the one d- basically disarmed Bucky literally by doing mm-hmm. some like finger pokes and mm-hmm. his arm just like literally falls off. And that look yeah. on his face at that moment was like, what the fuck? Well, and they built sold in that the whole arm, thing so me. they yeah. knew. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, that's awesome. It's like, yeah, so of course, if you're going to build somebody an arm like that, you're going to put a failsafe in and you're going to show yeah. somebody how to disarm. <laughs> and it just, it yeah. just to me made me laugh. And that was still I, the signature moment for that. I was happy they brought back Zebo because I always was on his side. Always. <laughs> I mean, he's right. You have a bunch of people running around with super soldier serum. You know, you 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 end up with gods and slaves. You know, yeah, like um, a like a DC universe, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah there was there was just a lot of uh, good stuff in that. I wish I could think of it all because <laughs> well, I had uh, notes and I didn't like yeah. bring them. Well, come yeah. ju- come June, you can watch uh, Loki on the free trial, and then uh, you know, y- yeah, I'll there. wait for that thing to finish. I I, I have high hopes for that. Yeah. We, what we've learned is that Eric needs to binge the Marvel shows and not watch them week to week. He's, yeah. he's not he's not a week yeah, to week person. True. Eric I is cannot. not a water cooler guy. Definitely. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't give things a chance. You know, it's like I cannot wait. Watch a yeah. first episode and then wait a week and go. Ooh, I can't wait to see what happens. No, I watch one episode and go. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, so, and then he watches the next one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one more. Oh, I no, think U.S. Agent is fucking awesome. I, I want a U.S. Yeah, wasn't Agent Wasn't he movie. a revelation? Like, uh, like and I, Wyatt I, Russell kills that role. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, yeah, and there are some moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's Kurt Russell's kid. Because I really do forget. He is mm-hmm. very good at inhabiting a character. But then he'll have these moments where his voice gets very Russell. And it's like, yep, there he is. Yeah. Um, I, saw, I saw an early thing. Like, I guess he was in the movie Soldier with his dad. Uh, and he played a younger version of Kurt Russell. And the, the, the scene that I saw, he looks exactly like Kurt Russell from like his <laughs> Disney days. And it was freaking me out. And then <laughs> you get to like him in, in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's like every shot of his face makes him look different somehow. It just like that. That was the only thing that weirded me out about him in that role. Cause he's wearing the mask and he looks like the, the dude from up the old guy. Yeah. But then he takes the mask <laughs> off and suddenly it's like, Oh wait, you look kind of like Kurt Russell. You're freaking me out, man. And then like over here, he looks like something else entirely. So, well, he, yeah. he auditioned for the captain America movie and was not cast, but then they came back to him for this one, which I thought was, you know, Bravo. good idea. Bravo. Yeah. They probably always knew they were going to do something with U.S. agent, right? Probably. Who knows? Uh, I mean, you know, they've got an awful long list of characters. They're like, well, maybe that's one we could pull off the shelf. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that's an old fresh shit, too. Uh, the movie Overlord. He's in the movie Overlord. If you haven't seen Overlord, 
for fuck's sake, see Overlord. It is a great, great movie. What was the title again? <laughs> Overlord. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. It's got Nazis it's on my list. and yeah. zombies. Okay. Yeah. Do I need to it's... say anything else? Overlord. Yeah. It's on my list. I just have not pulled the trigger. Like Train yeah. to Busan as well. I just, yes. I'm not like you where zombie movies are like my bread and butter. So mm-hmm. I got to be in a mood. So, you know. Hey, speaking of zombie movies, is that it for the fresh That's, shit? That is all the fresh shit. Fresh goes better. Fresh just headshot, headshot that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Bam. <laughs> Let's get on with it, fellas. Shoot the fresh shit in the brain. <laughs> so, All right, yeah. everybody. Before we get started, I'm just going to drop the spoiler bump here because there's no way we're doing Army of the Dead without full spoilers. Correct. So suck it up. This shit is spoiled. What do you mean? Spoilers. And and frankly, we you know you you probably would have seen it by now. And if you haven't seen it by now, you don't want to see it anyway because you would have jumped right. on this shit. Yeah. So here's the deal. So this fuck is off. A, no, no. This, this is, is also several years later that that you're listening to this because that's how people yeah. find podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And by this time, the the thing is a whole cinematic universe. I'm sure. Yeah. In, in like fact, this time you're probably listening to this so far into the future that. This podcast is more famous than the film we're talking about. You understand? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. Uh, does, a okay. Netflix film released a to return, theaters. A return to form for a filmmaker who made, in my opinion, one of the best zombie movies. Yeah. Well, uh, which was Dawn of the Dead. I was going like to say 03. the 300, but yeah, Dawn of the Dead is also good. Well, yeah, sure, okay. Well, let's okay. Well, let's <laughs> let's let's preface the whole thing with uh, with just a brief uh, overview of the Snyderverse, because to me, this one felt like a bit of a palate cleanse after being mired in that DC muck for like eight, ten years, or whatever mm-hmm. it's been now. It's like this is Probably his mean. first non DC thing in forever. I think it was a palate cleanse literally for him, too, because after being fucked around by them, he was like, all right, I'm going to build my own franchise because yeah. this is now about to spawn a number of sequels, an anime show, like like all that stuff that came with the Matrix sequels. Right. He's doing with this. <laughs> yeah. But for me, God it's, help uh, us. but it's an interesting beast because his his only original movie, not based on any other sort of source material that existed up until this one, uh, was Sucker Punch. And we all know what a train wreck that thing is. Yeah. So I don't have any real confidence in any Zack Snyder movie ever when it comes out. I kind of just have to watch it and see. And this was one of those deals. But I will say this. He was very brash and naming this thing Army of the Dead, because anytime you put of the dead on anything, you're automatically drawing a comparison to Romero, which, you know, was his first out-of-the-gate remake, was Dawn of the Dead. But then they're doing, like, this weird mashup. Like, it's a, it's a zombie movie, it's a heist movie, this and that. Why didn't he just call it Zombie Heist? I'm just going to say it. I want to get your opinion on that, and then we can move Because on. the heist was not the, the central element of the movie, in my opinion. Right. And, okay. and in fact, if you watch the Romero films, he was always mixing genre. He never mm-hmm. stuck with just the zombie thing. So I think it's very right. in keeping. I think, actually, he was very faithful to the Romero Oof. Yeah, I I think he okay. was trying to be part of that 
cinematic universe or whatever. So yeah, uh, Army of the Dead, basically the zombies take over Las Vegas, and uh, Las Vegas is walled off with shipping containers, and... Um, oh, 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 uh, there's, important there's to like note... There's some refugee shit, but they're going to nuke the whole city. Important to note, I feel, because this is narratively so interesting, this is essentially the sequel to a story that you only see in the opening credits. Yeah, I mean, there's like homage. a whole movie that happens that they didn't make, except in yeah. the credit sequence. And this is okay. the part two. Yeah. So, so, so cool. let me speak to that for a minute. Because the movie that the opening credits lay out, right, it's it's Richard Cheese, first of all, singing Viva, <laughs> Viva Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. To, like, you've got topless uh, showgirl zombies killing people and, you know, basically all your Vegas tropes and Vegas just, just turning to shit. And it's cheeky and it's ironic and it's fun. And I'm like, okay, strap in for a silly zombie movie, which immediately stops at the end of the credits. Yeah. And then isn't that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I would it's, much rather watch the movie. This is a sequel to. I, the credits are good. Well, they are yeah. going to make that film. Apparently, that's that's in the uh, that's being planned. That early film. Yeah. I don't like prequels. I think that they're just a bad idea. Always. Yeah. Um, Especially when you've got it. It's such a tonal record scratch, right? Like. It, if if we're but, setting us up to have that kind of fun, then let's have that kind of fun. Yeah, yeah but let's you know? let's be real. I mean, on the table, all the cards. Uh, this movie, especially for Zack Snyder, is a tonal record scratch from start to finish. Because as soon as he gets something interesting rolling, it all of a sudden just comes to a complete dead stop, so they can go somewhere else. And I don't know if it's because he's just doing everything that he thinks is cool just to get yeah. it in there. Or if it's just, you know, him just being oh, the Snyder Cut is the way there, to go. There's, there's whole pieces of plot that could be excised from this movie. In fact, there's whole pieces of plot that seemed like they excised half of them from the movie. And then the right. other half just shows up without any warning and, and <laughs> yeah. doesn't pay off. Give me an example. Off. What are you talking about? Okay, so... For example, there's a love interest. There's a woman who follows oh. Dave Bautista into Vegas. Don't you dare. The, the don't third you. act. <laughs> she comes you out of dare. fucking nowhere with, how do you we not get, get our, what he was doing? How do you like, not what get the, the brilliance of that uh, moment? No, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it with a yeah. thud and then was discarded out. for no reason. Like, why? Just edit was, that out. This movie is so long. If you want me to explain it to you, I'll explain it to you. Great, go. They didn't do it because they wanted you to go, ew, romantic moment, this is out of place, only so that a zombie can then 10 seconds later turn her her head completely the fuck around and kill her. It was for the kill. That's all it was for was the kill. But he was basically doing what you hated because he hates it too, and he (laughs) wanted to kill her that way. It was genius. Well, was it though? Okay. Because everything everything was effectively telegraphed. I mean, there was no moment where I went, oh, what? You know, my mouth dropped because it's like you got <laughs> Batista in there. Like his whole motivation is, yeah, I'm just doing this so I can start my food truck. And then he starts talking about all the shit he's going to do at the food truck. I can do lobster rolls. I can do tofu. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're dead. At the end of this thing, you're so fucking dead. <laughs> you know, it's like, so it's like, there's no surprise anywhere. I'm, and right. I guess that's just maybe the, the, risk you run when you do a mashup of 
a heist movie and a zombie movie, which are two genres that are very set in their motifs and you right. can't really escape them. So it's like you've taken two things that really can't deviate very much from what they're supposed to be. And now we're trapped. I mean, it was just what? like, oh, but but this moment that yeah, of of the romance story. OK, bearing in mind, uh, Zack Snyder is utterly incapable of subtlety. There is not yes. one music choice that isn't completely on the nose every time, right? Yeah. I, I, oh. I, I was expecting them to find the, you know, the a, a song from like the 60s called I'm running from a zombie who's dressed as a showgirl <laughs> <laughs> or like walking through the Vegas streets. And then suddenly you get like the 13th floor elevators or Rocky Erickson. I walked with a zombie. I mean, it's yeah. like, that's the kind of thing you expect. And when yeah. they did the cranberries, I kind of had to cringe a little bit and roll my eyes. Yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. a little too on the nose, man. It's Just like, a little stop too. Stop it. They, yeah. Uh, but I that's mean, half of the soundtrack is like modern melancholy covers of the soundtrack to Apocalypse Now, right? Like it's the end. <laughs> and uh, there were some like credence, you know, uh, yeah. anyway. But so we get to this part where, okay, the the woman finally like confesses her undying love to dave batista out of nowhere and it's like what this is why is this happening no stop <laughs> it stop it and Snap. like the moment it's over yeah they go to an elevator they open the elevator door there is a zombie who grabs her by the head and turns her head completely around so that we're looking at her face and her shoulder blades. It's like, it's yeah. so awesome. And they only had the romantic-y part so they could say this girl is fucked. It was yeah. so... <laughs> I, I, I bent over laughing when that happened. Because I was like, <laughs> that is so insanely funny. But yeah. Well, that's the thing is... Uh, and I read this before I went in. Because I, I pulled it up on Netflix uh like Friday, I think, and I was anticipating I might watch it Friday night. And then I looked and it was already like 8.30 and I went, this thing is two and a half hours long. Fuck you, Zack Snyder. What zombie movie needs to be two and a half hours long? And apparently that's a lot of people are doing the same thing. They're like, why is this thing two and a half hours long? You could, you could shave an hour off this thing. Easy. Oh, easy. And, easy. And it would be tight. <laughs> but he's got like the the drawn out relationship dialogue that just is like come on this is going nowhere you've got like the the scene where the guy gets killed by the zombie tiger that just goes on and on oh it's like that. a five it's a five minute bawling scene it's like we get it we get this it did, so this did not yeah. feel like two and a half hours to me this felt like you know like under 90 minutes i did not feel yeah. any oh. of this time I think all of the wow. the, the, totally the stuff experience. you're talking about <laughs> that needed to be taken out was necessary in order for us to understand who's getting killed and why. Otherwise, yeah. it's just cannon fodder and it's not interesting. Yeah. Well, they do the, okay. the normal like so, let's let's build the team and it's like that montage, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> none of them none of them make any impression on you whatsoever. Uh, oh no! It, the one guy who has like the YouTube channel is awesome, like Guzman. That guy, yeah, Guz, as He's they call cool. him. But then when yeah. his his friend dies because of the betrayal from the skeevy corporate guy, uh, and oh, like, you mean the Paul Reiser from Alien <laughs> exactly, yeah. which we'll get yeah. into. But uh, and like five minutes later, Guz is like totally fine and just like snapping and happy, and he's you know getting over it. It's like. Uh, uh, that's a totally weird shift because you were horrified by having to blow up your friend 
and now you're cool. I mean, it's just, yeah. they just drop shit like that. So, you know. But they had to basically do the, you know, like, like let you know who the team is, much in the same way in Predator. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we don't, these aren't really characters. They're, they're character pastiches, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're hardly there. But we at least know that who they are and what they represent when they get killed. Yeah. I, I must say the whole Tig uh, Nataro thing is hilarious because yes. yeah, there set, was another actor who got me too'd and then they had to replace him and they replaced him with Tig. Uh, Tig Nataro never actually met Dave Batista. She was never on set with any of the actors. She came in so late that they just basically dropped her into a bunch of scenes or, mm-hmm. you know, like replaced her in over the shoulder shots. And it's when you know that it is so jarring. There are some yeah. there are some effect scenes where you can clearly tell she's been digitally placed into the frame. Right. But if you don't know it's coming, then I don't think you would really focus on it. Yeah. Because I was like, I, I was watching it like how they cut this and the whole thing. And I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. And that's, you know, testament to Zack Snyder as a technical filmmaker. He's top notch. I mean, he's, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Uh, so but if that's, anybody, I think the worst, I think that's the worst spoiler you can be poisoned with. I like intent. Yeah. I told my wife, do not read anything about this movie. There's something <laughs> up. I don't want you to know what it is. It'll fuck yeah. it up. And, and it kind of did for me. Cause again, I was just watching the whole TIG thing going, we don't really need all this TIG. Yeah. I guess well, maybe you're right. Maybe some of the characterizations could have been scaled down because yeah. Tig was well, rather unnecessary. It's not like they didn't have time to edit this thing, yeah. right? Like, we've all been sitting around. That's the thing. Like, I was talking to Chris before the show about, like, how, you know, we're getting all these movies now that, like, maybe could have come out in 2020 or even later. If, they, if, if like, Black Widow and Top Gun and Ghostbusters aren't really well edited, somebody sucks. <laughs> right because <laughs> exactly. they've had a lot of time to get these fine-tuned yeah well conversely um, snyder had all year to do his four-hour magnum opus justice league as well so it's it goes both ways yeah but yeah. so but, uh, i want to talk about the daughter character okay so first of all i i was wrong about this but when i saw her I swore to God it was the same actress who played Dora in Dora in the Lost City of Gold. So oh. I kept waiting for her to turn to the camera and be like, can you say headshot? You know, or something like that. <laughs> but um, it's not. It's a different actress, but she looks yeah. very similar. Anyway, so her character's motivation, she's a volunteer in this refugee camp just outside Zombie Vegas. And, and in case you forget, she's got the a- whole movie, she's wearing a t-shirt that says, volunteer yeah Yeah. and and she's got a friend who i guess went you know went into vegas to go uh try to get money out of a slot machine and abandoned her two kids to do it and she's really upset because these two kids that she also cares for don't have a mother anymore so she's she's gonna go into the zombie land to retrieve the mother now if the mother had not done that reaction everything would have been okay did you know that First yeah. of all, her her reaction is not these children need a mother. I guess that's me now because I already act yeah. that way. No, it's I'm also going to go to certain death and yeah. totally orphan these kids. That's her character <laughs> don't, motivation. Don't make it make sense. Don't try um, to make it make sense. And none of it pays off. Yes, she rescues the mother and then the mother dies and there isn't even like a denouement or even a death scene for the mother. It's just implied that she died. Yeah. Like I was wondering yeah. that the whole time. That Did whole she die? I think it's just dropped. <laughs> I, I, I mean, mean she yeah. dies 
in the escape the helicopter crash at the very end. Yeah, well, we don't, but we don't see her. I mean, do we know that? We don't, and that's we just don't. it. That's that hit character's whole motivation, and then it's just dropped. Like none well, of that you know, works. It's, <laughs> it's just it's just plot fodder. I mean, you got to move it forward. Sure. Yeah. But then they get the uh, the the coyote, the person who's got to smuggle them in uh, to who go looked do their... totally like Kara Thrace to me. I was surprised they didn't cast. Her. I thought she yeah, looked like yeah, uh, what's her face too. from uh, *Halt and Catch Fire*, Mackenzie. Same, whatever. A little bit of that too. Yeah. So, a bit of that. Yeah, I was distracted. But they they do all of that, and then it basically becomes like the the team mission thing. It was like a Kelly's Heroes kind of thing to me. It's like basically they're they're a paramilitary crew, but they're going to do this robbery. But then the whole thing turns into this like it starts out like Escape from New York, uh, but then it sort of like devolves into Jurassic Park for a little bit because you've got. Like the shamblers, which are the typical zombies that everybody knows, cliche. And then you've got this like alpha zombie thing that's really smart, and they're like a velociraptor version. And so it's like I start pointing at all these things, watching it, going, "Okay, so he he grabbed uh, Escape from New York. He grabbed Jurassic Park. He's got aliens over here. He's got blah blah blah." And I'm like, this whole thing is just literally like a dozen other movies that he just stitched together to make his deal. And it was so distracting to me. I can't even explain. And so it took some of the joy out of it for me, honestly. I just couldn't pay any attention to it. I, I, I actually was watching the heist portion of it and going, mm-hmm. what does Dave Bautista bring to this crew that the other members of the crew don't already bring to this crew? He's a big he's, guy who shoots things. Yeah. I mean, he's the leader. You son of a I, bitch, I'm in. I don't understand like the bad guy twist. Why not just hire a bunch of professional guys who shoot things to go in yeah. and like get because because yeah, that's the twist is that they 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 go in to steal all this money that the guy whose money it is has already been received his insurance money. So this is yeah. tax free millions. But it turns yeah. out he doesn't even care about that. He just wants the head heads of one of these uber well, zombies. Yeah, and well, this it's is like you could have sent in a team just to do that, right? Well, this, Apparently, this is... two people can pull that one off. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is what yeah. I this is what I read into that because at some point they sort of make an acknowledgement to that where there's the other dead team in the vault. Uh, but to me, it's like, well, they could have gone out and you know paid top dollar for some mercs to go in and just steal a head. Uh, but they spent all that time on that 10 minute credit sequence showing what badass zombie fighters these fucking people are. So they, I guess they thought, well, we probably maybe have uh, tried the mercs. Let's try someone who maybe knows how to do a headshot. But then I'm thinking, if you're going to do the mercs, just why don't they send them all in with like dum dum bullets just to explode everything that they hit? Yeah. So you don't have to worry about headshot. You know what I mean? Well, the, and so, the other teams they sent in. They sent in with the same bullshit premise because the other team had yeah. a map to the vault. It's like fuck right. the vault. Why? If you don't care about yeah. the vault. No, no. Uh, but, but wait a minute. The other teams also happen to be wearing the same jewelry, and maybe it's a time loop. And let's have a big monologue about how maybe it's a time loop. Cut yeah. that shit out of my two and a half hour zombie movie. God damn. That's wait. Me up. <laughs> I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Are they? Is he now just seeing that that the 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 the, the skeletons are wearing uh, the same clothes? Or yeah, yeah. that so, was jarring. Uh, lame. So let yeah. me ask you this, Eric, because you're the of the three of us, the zombie aficionado. Mm. Uh, as a zombie movie, do you think this works? Yes. 
Absolutely. Why? Because, <laughs> yeah. Explain yourself. Because it takes another genre and it zombifies it very well. It okay. has tons and tons of violence. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say the only thing it, where it's really lacking is, no, 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 it's, it works there too. It, uh, it comments on the world around it, the real world. Okay. That's okay. an important thing of any zombie movie. Basically, what, what was that the comment it was making about the real world? <laughs> basically, that in you know twenty first century America, we will do anything for money because it's so hard to come by. I mean, we will do anything these days to make mm-hmm. a survivable amount of money. Also, uh, people from other countries are unimportant, and we would warehouse them next to lethal zombies. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I love the f- I love the moment where they discuss the the nuking of Las Vegas to get rid of all the zombies, and they say the president said that he would conti- he would go forward with the nuclear detonation because he thought it would be quote really cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know that's Trump. You know yeah. that's well, Trump. I mean, they had Sean yeah. Spicer actually cameo in that, this movie. They weren't that screwed about me it up, Trump. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what is he yeah. doing here? He's this guy's an actual bad guy. Uh, well, let me ask you uh, this then, because the the way that the zombies were portrayed, that's actually a caste system. And yeah. Yeah. they allude they allude to the fact that the zombies basically start with patient zero who's maybe an alien because they're transporting okay, from area. The very 51. first shot, you probably missed this, but go to Netflix and check it out. Like the first, maybe second shot. There are two lights in the sky, uh, and then the, the, the truck goes through the checkpoint, and it pulls away, and then these two dots of lights go zoom, like right yeah. over your perspective. Those are UFOs. This is an alien uh, uh, scenario. Okay. okay. Uh, so Alien got, zombie. Yeah. They've got zero. an alien. Yeah. So then, the so then you've got- spreads its infection. So the way I, I understood it from watching the internal logic of the film. So if this alpha is the one that bites you, then you become sort of a cognizant thinking You're an uh, organized organized zombie alpha. Yeah. But if any other of those bites another person, they become what they call the shamblers, which are just like the normal Night of the Walking yeah. Dead sluggish ones. Right. So, but, but it all starts with the one alpha. So if, if he bites you and you're an alpha, then shouldn't your bites make the other people an alpha? And why, wouldn't, why, wouldn't, why would it degrade? Yeah, well, that's what I didn't get. That's mm. the thing is that he is, okay, as the alpha, he's got, you know, the super bite that makes stronger ones, but not alphas. He makes basically betas. And those right. betas make uh, sigmas, right? It's like he's an <laughs> alien. This is an alien yeah. being, and when he hits a human, the human is really good, but it's still just a human zombie. So and the oh, human okay. zombies so, okay. bite other, yeah. So here's where I have a problem with it, because they go through all that trouble to set up the ending, which is the open sequel, because the one guy is hit in the vault and got all the money and is now flying to Mexico City, and he got bit by Zeus, the alpha, and then he's starting to turn into the zombie. So, yeah, he's going to bite people, but they'll just become the regular zombies. So we're not going to get more of these alphas. So I don't understand why they made such a big to-do about it when he said, fuck. I mean, yeah. apart from well, just the zombie mm-hmm. thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I they, mean, they can't be a really... a zombie outbreak still, just not yeah. one with, you know, MacGyver zombies. 
So, but okay. I guarantee you that if they do a sequel to this directly, uh, they're going to figure out a way to retcon in how they can make them all alphas again. I guarantee. Yeah. Or, or they'll just dispense with the logic and say, "Yeah, he was bit by the alpha, so he's the new alpha." And <laughs> exactly. go right. Like, yeah. we're not gonna, we're not gonna think too hard about this. Here's what I want to get though. So the alpha has there, there is bride of alien zombie. Okay, and mm-hmm. and she's a showgirl. That was um, great. That was so fucking great. <laughs> she she is. There, this movie has zombie abortion in it, okay, folks? Yeah. The, the girlfriend is pregnant. She's also the advanced scout. So we send, like, the most precious cargo in the zombie culture <laughs> to be the first one to encounter yeah. the intruders with guns? Really? No. Okay. It's just, yeah. I think well, for Snyder, You know what? Just- Actually, now that I think of it, the, the main bad guy alien, the one we, we know of as the Alpha... He was mm-hmm. also human. He had dog tags. He was one of the first like two that got zapped. Mm, okay. He was part of the the original thing. So the actual UFO alpha zombie, you know, like I don't know, patient zero, I guess you would say. We didn't see him at all. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe we saw him for a few <laughs> seconds coming out of the of the right. the container to be Okay, he's, but but he's still out there somewhere. zombie everybody. Like this opens up so many questions that we shouldn't delve into. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Zack Snyder is good with yeah. making zombie children. I mean, yeah. he does not that's shy true. away from zombie that's babies. True. Yeah. That's that's a bona fide fact right there. Okay, so so can I can I give you one uh, so I've got two other gripes but one of them <laughs> is um, when they first start walking into Las Vegas and there's just these heaps of corpses yeah. and they're, uh, they're described as basically being shamblers that are in some kind of hibernative state and that they'll wake up if it starts to rain and they never they pay set that, that up and, and never it never rains. Huh? I think because they're building a world, they're trying yeah. to like create a franchise of zombie movies that they're going to come back to later. He's trying yeah. to Marvel, make his own Marvel verse. Right. Uh, I'm but, pretty sure I he's going to give another director the whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, freeze-dried Shambler storyline and say, go with it. <laughs> okay, Maybe but, that'll be but my wife City. pointed this out. Yeah. Let me get this straight. You've got freeze-dried Shamblers, and the Bellagio Fountain is in your setting, mm. and we don't get that? Like, <laughs> if we're not going to set off the Bellagio Fountain and have it raise the dead? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, while uh, we're at it, if you if you turn on the emergency generators in a uh, a casino, it is not going to turn on every machine and light in the casino. All right, it totally. If you've will. ever been in a blackout in a casino, you get very little. <laughs> uh, well, it is it is a heist, man. So but. my other major gripe, uh, and and sure, this has to have colored my experience. I did go watch this in a movie theater. Um, because I wanted the good popcorn mm-hmm. and seated, of course, of fucking course, seated in the row next to us is a family with two like eight year old girls. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. For the, for the R rated uh, zombie what the movie. Fuck? And these girls just talk at full voice and the parents talk at full voice back to the nice. kids. And then to and then to placate the kids at one point, the parents start showing the goddamn little kids in the R rated zombie film like YouTube videos on their oh, phone. Like, oh God. hey, assholes, if you wanted to behave this way, you could have watched it on Netflix for free. It's on Netflix Seriously. right now. You dicks. Fuck I, you. Ugh. 
See, that's the thing. That's, yeah. I've, I've said for years that I hate children. I really don't. I hate parents. Exactly. What the shit, people? Like, <laughs> did you not know what this movie was? Like, <sighs> Probably not. You assholes! You know, even even like the trailer for the the Forever Purge before it, we're just like the kids should not be seeing this. This is not acceptable. <laughs> even if it was well, acceptable, um, you know they'd be just just you know chatterboxes throughout. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so it's, people just it's don't it's know how out. to do movies anymore. It's a family night out. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, so, so so I did experience it with that going on. Nice, <laughs> which made me unhappy. Yeah, uh, we had an so, almost empty theater. Uh, except for me laughing my ass off because yeah, I was having say, such a good time. Yeah, yeah Eric's probably like pulling a UHF. <laughs> we don't need no stinking badgers. Foot goes up, kicks the guy in the head. Yeah. <laughs> so for this yeah. though, uh, I don't know if you guys were uh, annoyed by the fact that it was such a blatant crib of aliens. I mean, it might as well have been a it remake really, of Aliens. Yeah, really yeah. was Aliens. Uh, yeah, because like, I, 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 totally... I had to leave the ledge. Uh, you yeah. know, oh, they, they, they abandoned us. I had to leave the ledge and then comes yeah. back. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, nuke the site from orbit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Plus, B- Batista had to go down and, and get Newt. I mean, his daughter. Uh, you had yeah. the 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 Burke double cross. Bur- in in the like the air ducts, which is sort of this Except time. It's at the, least this, this time you could so see it coming that even the characters in the movie mm-hmm. were saying, "I do not trust you." It's like I yeah. read the script. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and Tignataro was basically, uh, we're, you know, game over, man. She was the <laughs> <laughs> she was that character, only a little more subdued. But it was just it was astonishing, beat for beat. It was just it was aliens just set in a zombified Las Vegas, and I was yeah. stunned by that. The more it kept going on, at first I thought, okay, yeah, you'll crib this, you'll crib that, that's great. But then I'm like, holy shit! So Zeus is the alpha, which is basically the mother alien, and these are all the babies, and this is like, oh god, this is literally beat for beat aliens, and I lost mm. my fucking mind. I literally <laughs> just went, what? And then it was you like that internal nine head minutes to reach minimum safe distance. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, they, I thought that so, was so that was interesting in too. When they're talking about okay, how much time do we have? Okay, half hour to get the safe, and then like forty five minutes to get the shit to the thing. That's yeah. enough time. I'm like, wait, you've just planned enough time to be done and ready to leave when the <laughs> exactly, nuke hits. Yeah. You guys yeah, are not bad. math people. Yeah, you're bad at math. And, and, and there's like Dark Knight Rises level of, okay, if we just get a few feet away from the blast radius of yeah. a nuke, we're fine. Exactly. Uh, no, no, not yeah. really. You're, you're yeah. all dead. But you yeah, know, when, it was just, when it's, it's nine minutes till the nuke and we're leaving, not let's go to the other building and have another action sequence and rescue my daughter. No, nine minutes to race away from the city without her, and you're probably still dead. But you know, yeah. give it a shot. You know, but, mm. but it was just yeah, yeah, it was just so weird because it starts with the the big company sending the grizzled veterans back in to do the thing, and then you've got the the Burke corporate character who basically double crosses everybody. Uh, you literally had the one girl uh, who died first wearing the red hand bandana, just being like the bad woman, chick. just yeah, like, yeah, Vasquez. being the bad chick, just like the woman in Vasquez. aliens. And it, like, yeah. And I'm yeah. literally watching this just going, what in the absolute fuck, Zack Snyder? I mean, it's like, come on, man. And so it just <laughs> detracted from everything beyond that. I'm like, oh, is he the, just, oh, is, is he the credited screenwriter? 
Yes. Yeah, him and like two other guys. Yeah. Story, oh, screenplay, cinematography, directing, producing. He's all of it. Yeah. With wow. Dave Bautista as Ripley. <laughs> That's yeah. literally yeah. it. And the, and, the, and the other thing that freaked me out is the daughter wearing the volunteer shirt. She's wearing one. And it literally, the only thing I could focus on anytime they did a front shot of her was the front of her t-shirt said LV something, something, something. And I'm yeah, like, they're Las on Vegas LV. Four, yeah. 426. Las Vegas is LV 426. Fuck you, yeah. Zack Snyder. Yeah. Fuck Whoa. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah, it was distracting. No, it, it, it was, was so distracting. It was very, very aliens, except for the fact that aliens was in focus. Can we yes. talk about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, every shot in this movie is like super tight focus and, you know, focus on person and then everything in the background is out of focus unless it's super tight focus in the background and then everything in the foreground is out of focus unless it's yeah. just everything's out of focus like yeah. there are shots in this movie where everything is out of focus on purpose and Zack Snyder is the cinematographer well there's the uh, one shot is she is she coming out of the van or the helicopter or something but basically the door opens and it's blurry and she yeah. starts to come out, and then it never f- goes into focus. Yeah. It just finally yeah. cuts mm-hmm. away. I'm like, why the hell did you leave an entirely blurred scene in there? It I, it felt like sense. a version of Michael Bayness, didn't it? I mean, yeah. Michael Bay yes. has that thing where he will like, like, come in too close or oversaturate the light or do wacky shit like that. And a lot of time, I thought this looks like a Michael Bay film. A little well, bit. Do that for a purpose, like do that to emphasize a shot or to isolate a character or something. But just every shot is that. Yeah, <laughs> it was just Why? ridiculous. Uh, but I will say, this, I say, that, anytime uh, you do something that makes somebody go, "This looks like a Michael Bay film," you're already fucking up. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, Mike, Michael Bay is is known for his his shot composition and colors and cinematography, if anything. But uh is yeah. he though is he yeah, is he, yeah. He kind of, you know he was like a car commercial guy right like that's okay. that's his signature is he makes things he, makes really really bad movies look neat side you know? side side thing i have a feeling the reason michael bay has such a problem with editing where everything lasts a quarter of a second is because he doesn't understand movement in film at best he's a good photographer but mm-hmm. he can't actually make a moving scene and so he has to cut to a different picture. Right. He probably should have done comic books. Zack well, Snyder does not have that problem. Well, <laughs> this I will say has this. Plenty yeah. of shots that linger. But he did he he limited his slow motion bullshit very much though. Compared was, to Justice League especially. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of like the one thing I was expecting above all else was all these like slow motion bullshit shots. Uh but he definitely kept it down. I will mm. say this though that he, he it's he his team is remarkably adept at the headshot even when they're on full auto i was just like come on man they're like unloading at this army of fucking undead and every single one is a headshot 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 i'm like you people mm-hmm. are astonishing you win the keepy doll every time <laughs> i get the best they played a lot of call of duty this is this is call of duty zombies in a casino yeah. which i'm pretty sure is actually a game um so you know <laughs> duty yeah yeah well, speaking of that, I'm watching this thing going, you know, as a movie, it's just, it's passable. I'm like, this would have been a really good video game. Really good. Uh, I would have played that. Actually, I think you're not wrong. Because mm. <laughs> it's, it's it basically like set up like that. And the just the, the mayhem scenes are just so 
over the top crazy that it's like this is literally like a an MMRG you know MPRG game where there's like your team online and everybody's just laying waste to the zombies I mean that's literally think, what it felt like to me I think that's what I liked about it is the level of go for it with the zombie violence you know it's like yeah you have to go through a lot before you get there right a lot of talky talk a lot of story right. a lot of bullshit but when you get down to the zombie violence it's everything you hoped to see. You get to see a, you know, several guys' heads get torn apart. You get to see the love <laughs> interest's head get snapped 180 degrees, where yeah, I almost true. came. I mean, yeah. there is a lot in this film to like. I'm just if saying. If they had edited it down yeah. a little bit, and they had all those violence shot right, you could have had a little less conversation and a little more a little action. More action, baby. Yeah. Bam. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, my God! Oh. That is that is I think the uh, yeah the tagline for this show. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the coda. You did uh, it. Let me ask you. Did you, it, motherfucker! Ask- you, I'm in. You son of a bitch! <laughs> I'm so, you son of a bitch! I'm in. <laughs> so yeah. I well, think that's, then, I got nothing. If else. you're in, then you know by all means subscribe to the podcast. Like if you're in like that, you son of a bitch, uh, share it with your friends on your social media, right? And if you reach out, hit us up on Twitter. We're at MagHuge uh, on Facebook for the Magnificently Huge Podcast. For the Magnificently Huge Podcast on Instagram, you can email MagnificentlyHuge at gmail.com. And for links to all of that, go to our website, you son of a bitch, MagHuge.com. Check it out. Elvis <laughs> has left the living. <laughs> like a sex machine. <laughs>